December 28, 2013 is the Watt from Pete Rose Show.
Rod from B Grove Show. Hey, brother Matt. We're hey, almost hey, at the end back. of the big two o one three. Yeah, all day season in the midst. <laughs> well, so what? We got three days. I ain't gonna be here. Tuesday, I'm gonna fly to New York to a gig with Raymond and Thurston. All right. Oh, we got guests. Yeah, welcome. God damn, first time ever <laughs> in Pedro. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, it's uh, uh, what an honor. Houston. <laughs> and uh, your guest. Dorota. Dorota. Currently living in Austin. Austin. <laughs> she had to make the hell ride. Let's see. What's <laughs> it called? US 280, 283, 289? Uh, uh, That's the one that goes through LaGrange. Well, there's 71. 71. 10 to 7. There's two routes. 10, I 10. To seventy one, oh, the U.S. road, and then it's um, there's a cafe with the name even that average weight is about five hundred pounds. Two ninety, two ninety. You, of course, I know it like I know well, anything. But when other numbers start coming out, then it's the name of your own street becomes. You don't have an excuse you, because uh, you live there. Yeah, I don't have an excuse. I'm impressed. I don't have an excuse either because I've been on that road like fifty times. <laughs> yeah. I've never done the I ten ride. Oh, I've always gone through that yeah. hill country. And then right almost halfway through is LaGrange. No, LaGrange is on... No, LaGrange is on the... off of it. It's on the 71 route. You go through LaGrange if you go yeah, the other route, actually. Well, if right? you go a little bit south, of it, it, yeah, it yeah. goes past it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like on this highway. This highway's turned into... It was like a two-laner when I was first torn. Now it's turned it into a... Especially coming out of Houston, because mm-hmm. you're on the northwest... That's all. It's like a freeway. They're developing other hardcore right now. Yeah, track homes and you know our greatest export to the world and the rest of the country was uh, strip malls and track homes. (laughs) Uh, We should say what we start out with: uh, John Coltrane, Philly, 1963, doing "Out of This World," and then Acidy and Swaco. We're talking about uh, "Out of This World," seeing uh, Warren Marsh just before he. Went out of this world on that too, on stage, and we were talking about it being a virtue, maybe, and not such a lame thing as doing what you, uh, dying, doing what. Yeah, doing what you love to do, doing your thing. Yeah. Well, it's like Freddie King did it that way. Sam yeah. Cooke. One of the one of the temps just. I think Sam Cooke was a plane crash. Oh. Yeah, like Buddy Holly. Mm. But uh, one of the temps guy. A couple years ago, died on stage playing. Yeah, I don't think it's a lame thing. Or if we were out there kayaking and the shark got us. Yeah. yeah Beats like having some white breath. <laughs> that's why. So anyway, I'm going to go to New York City to do the... Usually I don't go out on amateur night, right? Uh-huh. We stay home and listen to the gunshots inside. <laughs> but... Uh, Thurston invited me up there to John Zorn's place in the, I think it's 2nd and Avenue C. And it's just going to be uh, improvised. Thurston told me when uh, Raymond's going to be on the mic, so when he starts talking, get little. And then when he gets away from it, get loud. Uh, cool. So that's a good game plan. <laughs> but that's the point. I'm going to leave there Tuesday, right? 7.30 in the morning, get there at 4 in the afternoon. They got an air train thing now, so I can t- take that to the A train, take that to F train. It gives me six hours if it lands at 4 p.m. And then the next day, it leaves at 1 p.m. So I'm going to be in New York City only. In and out. 
Yeah. How many hours is that? 26, 27? Uh, scary. But that's all. I saw opportunity. You know, Raymond lives there now, so that's oh. He was here a couple of weeks. I saw mm -hmm. speak with Jonathan Latham at the uh, Arm and Hammer thing in Westwood. Mm -hmm. And he was signing books, too. He was signing so many fucking books. It was supposed to be two hours. He was there an extra four or five hours. Damn. They sold all the books. How oh, cool. He's, he's like a big time. hundred and a half. Uh, big, yeah. Wow. Hard things. Hard right to <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Damn. I was really proud of him. Good job, Raymond. Uh, not just like saying, ah, yeah, but sitting there and taking the time to get an individual sign in mm -hmm. every fucking book. You know? Yeah, that's awesome, man. Like with the sock type record. We're going to play some sock type. What, what's happening? Each there? of those people who got the book, that means a lot to them. Yeah, yeah, and you don't take it for granted. He's sweet. We did this project last summer. It's called Sock Tight. It was these uh, German artists kind of people um, uh, asked to me to do a project with Raymond, and so I thought of some kind of drum thing in honor of the can guy, Jackie. Mm. Uh, and uh, so I got with Jerry Trebitich from my second man and Dirk Vandenberg. You probably know him. He took the cover of the Double Nickels on the Dime. My neighbor. Mm. Yeah. Got a mass name here on the Pleasure Court. And uh, then uh, we had a Stooges gig of France. I had brother Steve Bloss and Terror. And Raymond stopped on the way to New York City, and he did rap, and, and he had uh, Aida uh, do a duet with him. And uh, it's a double seven. It just looks like a little album. He did, took all the pictures for it and drew some art. And he wanted me to do one picture, so I gave him a picture of the Pelican. Oh, cool. <laughs> Big surprise. Anyway, here's one of the tunes from there. It's called Humbucker Fucker. Fits that scratch my back and I'll hit the sack. Titter, titter, tit tat. Humbucker, fucker. Heard those pickup lines. Kiss alive, get your ya ya. Kiss, kiss. Get this. Nespa? What's it? Hiss, hiss, boom, boom, ray, ray, yay, team. On five, gimme cream. Gimme, gimme. Funny, honey. Mellow yellow in my tummy. Belly button, bell bottom. Sacy bone. Mon Paul spent all their earnings on singing lessons for me. Murray's calling, Mom. Kettle, high yeller. Raised on my daddy's razor strap. Is it now? And I wrote the score. Mon Paul spent all their change on singing lessons to make me a baritone. 
I sing high yeller and high C, naturally. Bought Ma a car in a parking garage with my first royalties. Bought Pa the farm. Knee slung razor strop. Use it as a guitar strap prop. Sits behind the woodshed. Cut it in, you can dance to it. Pull down your pants for it. I'm the Wonder Boy from. Fuck Memphis, Tennessee. I'm stuck inside and parked outside of me. Don't mean to beat the meter maid. All miter plate. Drop a dime and climb on and come on, fall in and follow the band. I'm the Wonder Boy round this year's. I'm your drummer, honey boy. I'm a hummer. Fuck Memphis, Tennessee. Gimme Gazaris. Scratch off my back, my my ass crack, my ass. And I'll Twitter it or tit tat for that. Humbucker, fun sucker, bah. Get your kicks on. Baby, I get my licks. Boom, bone for you. Boom, boom. French kiss. Nest paw. Pedabone.
my for Pedro show. Uh, yeah, well, Humbucker Fucker debut double seven inch vinyl from Socktite. Then we had Dirty Beaches Breakfast with Evie. I think Alex just got booted from Germany. They wouldn't give him a visa. So, uh-huh. He's a Roman man. What was that? Roger Miller's song, right? King of the Road. <laughs> they got no cigarettes. And then Hobo Combo. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Which is a tribute band uh, to... Uh, uh, what was his name? I mean, he had a lot of names. The Street Viking... You know about this cat in New York? He was a street person. He made this wild music, a lot of it in five. Mm. Uh, and uh, Moondog. Oh, Moondog, yeah. Yeah, and this, uh, the drummer for the guys I recorded with last week, oh, Sonny oh, Lemay and I. Oh, yeah. The drummer, the drummer man has a band with two of the Italianos. Oh, he already was telling me oh, about Oh, Combo. Yeah. They're good. They're good. And his music was amazing and hard, really hard to play. And they've done two... Uh, Tributes to him now, so theme and variations. Then Detective Instinct with Third Story Waka. I think that that's my base there. And uh, At Pisani, number six by Melo Voya Mika Markovic Jazz Band. That's from uh, Stanislav, of course. Mm. Some bitchin' shit. It was like the 70s TV show in the old form. Oh, you go. Oh, no way. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just incidental music, but. At that time, we had the sax going, right? Uh, what was his name? Uh, Tom Scott, I think, was the big guy on the alto. David Sanborn a little later. And um, you can see the influence, even though, you know, Iron Curtain and all that uh-huh. crap, it was getting in there. Well, I guess they could travel. They were a little different. Yeah, the loser. Yeah. So, And then finally from uh, Ireland, Glimmerman with Peace at Last. Uh, I was telling Brother Matt, Dave, you're a bone man. I'm a bone man. Yeah. Bass clef. Bass clef. Yeah. the bone. A bass player, too. And a bass man. A little bit. Back in the day, started out there. For sure he knows the notes. I know the notes. <laughs> but uh, how'd you, what's your first conscious memory of music? My first conscious memory of music. There's a brother, there's an echo in here, brother. Well, that's hard to say. You know, my folks were deep into. Well, my so dad. So was at home then. My dad. My dad was serious Willie Nelson, and then some blues and soul, and then there's some kind of you know the '70s sort of rock of my parents creeped in, and so they're playing uh, records in the house. Ray Charles first. and stuff. Yeah, records in the house and all that. Yeah. Okay. Did 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 any of them play? Was anybody playing in the house? Uh, my no. My dad. My dad was an actor. Who, who sang as an actor. So he's a singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's music. And there's a and there's a musical line from him that goes to Bob Wills. Tommy Duncan is my grandmother's cousin. Wow. The singer of Bob Wills. Bob for Bob Wills. Wills. Was like Texas, Texas Playboys, Playboy, yeah. you know. But that kind was a little... swing version of country. It that's a little... Trippy. A little... Well, yeah, you know, those, are, those guys were the ones that sort of brought that... I guess they kind of brought the black influence into country music. Yeah. And they couldn't you play the hear. they couldn't play the Grand Ole Opry because they had drums or something. Right. Yeah. And they had horns and you stuff. You can kind of hear their thing in the Patsy backup music. Is that yeah, yeah. It's a thing that's really neat. Yeah. Uh, but gosh, you gotta connect that way. Okay. And then on the other side my grandmother was a piano teacher, but I didn't really grow up hearing her play or anything. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's in the blood. It's in the it's blood. In the genes. Uh, 
So, uh, well, when do you make the fucking deliberate decision to grab a machine and coax sounds out of it? Uh, at 11, when in the school band, they came to our school and they showed us all the instruments, sax, the ones we had to choose from, the sax, the clarinet, the violin, the tuba, well, not yet the tuba and all that, and uh, I picked the trombone. And, uh, so you had a music class? I had a music, it was an optional okay. thing, after school thing. Yeah. And it was the trombone. And uh, so who'd have thought I'd stuck with it, huh? Yeah. And uh, then so a couple. You were only 11 years old. I was 11. Did you have and any idea is, of what it was? The instrument? You like the shape? I mean, why'd you pick it? Because it was different, yeah. It was, and it was funny and all that. Probably because it was different and maybe because it had some humor to it. I don't know. So it's a trip. It's a good thing you're not going to school nowadays then because the music class has been cut. It all scissors. So you would have never got turned on to what ended up being your main deal. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I had. Two educations, and you know, one was the music class in the music school in trombone. Then two years later, when I was in eighth grade, the school said we're starting a jazz band. We need an electric bass player, and they got out a huge oh, what is this Gibson Ripper? Why, really? Why? <laughs> really? Why? They got one of those out, and the band teacher showed it, and I said, "I'm going to do that," you know. And I dropped my other electives. Uh, the theater class and all that. I said, I'm not going to do that stuff. I'm going to take two music classes. I'm going to play trombone and bass. Wow. So kind of the same year I got turned up. This was around the same year I got turned on to punk rock and all this oh, stuff, too. Wow. And this is in Southern California. This is in Orange County, you know. I grew up in Orange County until I was 15. Well, now OC schools don't have music. Oh, is that right? It's one reason why Flea started his conservatory. OC he schools, my high school. High, oh, really? And there was no music program. Is that right? Fucked up. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, seven twenty-eight, two thousand thirteen. Just watch people show. Hold tight. Hour two guest Dave Dove. Seven twenty-eight, two thousand thirteen. Second hour, watch the B-roll show.
convenient excuse for avoiding response down to pick up worms after rain or the runoff from hosing down lawns or washing cars has trapped them squirming on the pavement, unable to make it back to safe sod whence they came. If they show any signs of life, I move them to a patch of dirt or grass or a cozy heap of wet newspapers. Anywhere there's less chance of them being stepped on or dried up by the onslaught of sun. For as long as I can remember, I've done this, and I'm confident I always will. I'm in the 
Oh, 
with the Gigi Band in Korean Gothic Part 2. Then Allegheny Whitefish, Mr. Tom, Tobacco with Metal Ball Moon. The OCs with Heavy Doctor. I heard the OCs, they're not broken up, but they're going to take a hiatus. You ever seen that band? They're tough. No. I think he's from Providence, but lives in the, the main man in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. They opened for the Stooges, man. They were fucking kicking up dust. And But I think he named the band for Orange County, the O.C. Was that right? Uh, yeah, but he spells it, you know, O-C, you know, S-E-E. <laughs> but he told me something about it. And then Sigoti with Consume and Consumption. He told uh, and uh, and then Spiel Gush with Always, that's Richard Meltzer. After that, oh yeah, I was given this uh, compilation, you know? You know about the Free Music Society, L.A. Free Music Society? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Pat Cats like Smegma go way back. Yeah. Well, they, somebody at the last gig, I can't remember who gave it to me, but it, Dave Travis's new pad in uh, Cypress Park gave me this, and it's kind of a, I don't know, it's called the Blorp Set Gazette. Volume 1. So maybe these are going to be regular things. But there's some cats from the 70s, like Smegma. Yeah. And uh, we played... Uh, Richard Meltzer had a tenure for a little bit. We got to see him at the Brown Derby. Uh, Desert Land, I See a Woman's Face in Every Foreign Place by Smegma. Then Little Bighorn by Aquafire. I want to read this because it's so fucking trippy. This Aquafire, I guess, was a... Aquafire 95-96 was ever-changing large ensemble put together with the idea of bringing together people who would not normally perform together. Most of the pieces involved written or verbal instructions. Involved written or verbal instructions. Performances were assembled by Craig Grady. Little Bighorn was performed on what became the final show, May 96, of the Sound Excursion Center at Galaxy Studio. The performance claims responsibility for this act. Instructions are as follows. Players are gathered in the middle of stage. One by one they play or accompany the Gary Owen Reel, Custer's favorite song and theme of the Seventh Calvary. After everyone is joined in playing the reel, a reel is an old word for dance, um, in some capacity each player one by one becomes an Indian and begins, begins <laughs> circling the rest of the players, playing such things to interrupt or attack what the others are playing. <laughs> The piece ends when all the players become Indians. Or maybe Native Americans. <laughs> India, I don't know. Uh, those that are, I like Canada, they call First Nation. Those that are unable to move are mock killed and play dead until the end. The inclusion of taps at the end was a spontaneous inspiration of Richard Linnett. <laughs> The thing, so, like an audio zine kind of a thing? Yeah, and you, if you know anything about this group of people, you know, uh, it's avant-garde. It's yeah. uh, trip, trippy stuff. Uh, stuff Nels Klein has uh, roots in, uh, Motoko Honda, mm. you know. Uh, and I was thinking of you in a way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you, you, you're, you're a younger guy, you probably didn't know about this. But they're still going. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Uh, FFS, Free Music Society. And uh, so anyway, it's stuff like that, you know, yeah, where the guys are doing, they're kind of acting out, yeah, the little big horn <laughs> with music. All right. And then uh, talk about improvised, you know. And then, uh, of course, taps would be last, all right? They're all fucking taps. You ever play every night at 9 o'clock? 
That's at Fort Mac. Yeah. Dude, when I practiced Little League, they did that. They've uh, been yeah. doing that since yeah. I came to Cal. Oh, wow. uh, the Wall by the Electric Bill, uh, Bill Trio. And finally, uh, Sand Spiders by Morse Tepper and Michael Temple. Does the Morse Tepper ring a bell to you? No, who's that? He's guitar man on uh, uh, Ice Cream for Crow and... Uh, let's see the one before that. Dirty Blue Jean, that shit. Yeah, What's it yeah, called? Yeah, He's fish, got the uh, painting of the Peking the Opera. Dock at the radar station. Happy for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's yeah, the last guitar man. Uh, okay, back to your story. Okay. You're at school. And you got, you're now on Bone and Big Fucking Gibson Bass. Yeah, you went from, from Elliott, Texas, mid-high school. Right. Yeah, well, you know, we went to Texas and um, we, you guys were talking about the, the school band programs going out, maybe just yeah. the marching bands are going on. And, you know, I like the marching band and all that, but basically they wouldn't let me play in the orchestra or the jazz ensemble, unless I was in the marching band. So I quit the school band that year. I moved to Texas halfway through high school and uh, was just playing bass, yeah. punk rock and whatever, you know? You started getting bands. Bands together. Not school bands. Yeah, yeah, bands together. And then later, a couple of years later, went back to the horn, playing in a horn section for a band, you know? But yeah. you know... But the school thing was a turnoff. The school thing was a turnoff, and and that goes to you know what I do now, yeah. Mr. Walkers. We're we're bringing you out there to work yeah. with the kids, and this is why we do it out there, is we have a program in Houston where we work with kids doing creative music, and they can do anything. It, a lot of it is improvising, experimental music, but it comes from that experience of mine, to- of growing up and never in my. Formal music education. I, I enjoyed my formal music education a lot. I have no. The only thing is the creative element was missing. Yeah. No one's telling you to write your own song. It was rudiments. Improvise. You're doing skills. this, yeah. and it was through punk rock that I learned. Oh, you do your own thing. Right. So you know. Make your own rules. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm trying to do that uh, with kids, but you know, improvising. What was it like first playing with bands that weren't school bands? really liberating you know I mean I really remember I remember powerful it's powerful you know Probably a cool way to move too if you gotta move to some zone where you're, you don't you don't know anybody mid high school getting in bands probably a good way to get Make social connects. stuff going yeah. oh sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. cause sure. you hook up with the other music cats yeah sure 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 wow was, but then was you know in a rough town to make a band in no, I think Houston's a good town to make a band in. So actually, there's a lot of cats out there. Yeah, people want to do things, and there's space, you know. You can there's find space. space. I, 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 actually, Houston, to me, reminds me of SoCal. It's spread out. Yeah. It's not built like the other mm-hmm. Texas towns. Yeah, and there it's was really a scene going on. I mean, you know, I was going to see shows all the time, right, but right. right when I went there, as much as here, if not, you know. I mean, well, of course, I just hit that age where... You, I could get myself there. Or I could get a car, you know. And, I also think it's on the route. A lot of bands tour. They come through there. They're going to do Austin. They're going to do Houston. They're going to do Dallas. Yeah. It's you know what else out in right? There's okay. Sun route to New Orleans. There's New Orleans. Yeah. There's Jackson. Do you ever do San Antonio? Only about three times, and it's a huge city. Yeah, it's a big there used city. To be a place called Taco Land. Taco Land. Yeah. Cat yeah, was yeah. killed. The boss. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 
And it was it was a good gig, but it was hard to get people to go to gigs. Yeah. It was all mall and suburbia, little yeah. downtown. Yeah. Big metal town, you know? I mean, metal That's what was I heard. huge. And then Ozzy peed on the Alamo. Yeah. And really, I mean, this is one of the big metal stops in the country. Yeah. And Ozzy peed on the Alamo and was banned from San Antonio for a while. And that was a big, for a big metal town, not to have Ozzy was a, yeah, that was, was a hit, you know? I was told by record people <laughs> that's where they try to break that <laughs> genre of band. Uh-huh. They went over there, it was going to go over in other plants. Actually, I played El Paso more than San Antonio. El Paso's great, the Rhythm Pigs, at Ivy and all that. Right. He was one of the cats that I played with that, that, Called the Coke House. He, he, but oh, really? early on, he moved to San Francisco. Well, you know, when but I think he went back, but he's a good guy. He was setting up shows that I was doing with my band around 89, 90, 91. I started to even earlier because he did, he did the Minutemen show. Well, I know that, yeah. He, already, he was the he was the dad of the scene already back then, you he know. He tried coming out to San Francisco. You know, a lot of cats that they run their scenes smaller towns and then okay I'm gonna to go to the bigger town and man it's rough yeah it's there's a lot of guys coming out from the smaller towns and sometimes they go back why not this kind of San Francisco Texas punk that's a there's that's a big, punk that's a yeah. punk route there isn't that's it right. it's a punk trail yeah. there's also <laughs> Jello was telling me about that there's also a Colorado one uh. he said like the angst guys and yeah there's there's dudes yeah. where he because he came out of Boulder yeah yeah he said, yeah, you got, like, emigre. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all supposed to be one country, but <laughs> the big towns get these emigre things, and there's, that's where a lot of the early connects are. Yeah. And sometimes you got to go back, man. Those big towns chew people up, man. They're not kind. Like you're in Echo Park in Silver Lake, mm-hmm. staying for the next couple of days. There's a lot of young people come out here, you know, and yeah. they're going to make it. <laughs> Living the dream. Where I was kind of lucky. <laughs> My pop just got stationed here because it was closer to Vietnam. Mm. Uh, Brother Matt is going to bring on this thing called the spin site. So you're going to get to witness him in real time. <laughs> and, and, and you came up with some tune when you heard about the bonage, right? Yeah, so, so I've been flip-flopping things. We'll see what comes together here.
question is I never get enough Come right over here, give me that funky stuff Hold me closer, baby, can't you see I'm burning up is I never get enough
Sometimes grab some things that wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Sometimes it works out good, and sometimes it kind of sucks. So just try to make the best of it. So you were throwing <laughs> the dice. You were throwing the dice. Sometimes I feel that way when I'm a fart. I'm rolling the dice. Yeah, just hope for the best. When I was more younger, man, it wasn't such a big dice roll. You know. <laughs> okay, that's the uh, end of the second hour, December 28, 2000 edition of the Watt for Pedro show. Guess Dave Dub, another man here. People, hold tight for hour two. Three. Yeah, three. Clams. <laughs> A lot of clams. Uh, December 28, 2013, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
a piece of structured DNA for the world to play with, say with, say though, mold, mold me slowly, let it bleed into
feats straggling behind, staggering in my fraction of time, latching on. History's door.
it's sinking in. Structured, it's not. Thank <laughs> you. 
that it's all mine, easing in as slick as I can.
it's mine. Um, For Pedro Show, uh, start off the third hour with uh, one <laughs> off the album uh, These Are Eyes. See David Dove and Juwan Taylor. Uh, uh, quite a open. I mean, it's over a half hour long. I mean, what can you tell me about that? Um, well, you know that session was done with. Uh, uh, oh, hello. <laughs> How do I get with that? Uh, uh, well, you improvise stuff. Yeah. You know, you just go in and you go. We didn't compose it. Yeah. And I can't remember the edits on that album, but uh, you know, there's well, you maybe I should. It. It's still composed. You just do it in the moment. Well, it's even more composed because there's a little bit of editing and uh, maybe chop off that. Also, after part. the fact. Maybe put the. I think we took the end and put it to the beginning and yeah. took the beginning, but very broad editing and, and broad I mean, strokes the for the. Was like that. Probably more, more dense, more Big jams, dense. And yeah. two parts out. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's no orthodoxy. And there's a no, no. It's just stuff coming out of the speakers. <laughs> stuff to do. Yeah, time. techniques and all that. Yeah, in fact, a part of this project called Cuz, where the dude just took licks. Or even pieces of bass performance and put them together to make licks. Well, the, uh, there's a previous album with Jawad that's a little more like that. You know, we did it. We work with this engineer Ryan Edwards, who's really good. Though, I always think he needs a little more of a, a credit than that because sometimes this one was pretty much very broad cuts. You know, it's pretty much what we played. But the first one we did, we went in. And I did what I thought was kind of a rough session, and about a week later, Ryan says, "Uh." I got something for you to listen to, and I'm, well, I don't want to hear that. But he's done this. He's snipped and moved this here, and yeah, I mean, and he's he's a master at that. He's a real composer with that. I think you know. That's like yeah, something like Pro Tools could be an actual like kind of paintbrush or you know well, composition a, tool. Miles and Teal Massaro and those guys they were cutting it with razor right, razors. Right, which took, took <laughs> incredible skill to do. Yeah, cutting on on, on uh, multi track. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? We're only part of the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't like, cut all the tracks. Yeah, yeah. This tape. And <laughs> so now with these computers and stuff, you can gra have a graphical representation. So you're all, almost like putting together collages. And yeah. Stuff. It's yeah. tricking it to another level. Yeah. And this cat, brother Sam in Brighton, England, he, uh, yeah, made whole tunes out of, of stuff where I played it all, but I never played that together. Yeah. And then he had me overdub spiel over it or another thing, and so he used it as backbones and skeletons for these whole tunes. He was at, uh, he plays for this guy 
who takes samples of other records. Yeah. So that's where I got the idea. Yeah, Why yeah, don't yeah. we be our own samples? But this now, thing here... Now, on this 30-minute thing, another yeah. element of that is that, that this album is kind of slow. The music moves real low and slow, Yeah. this particular record. So stuff that develops kind of like these, the opposite of these punk rock songs that are like, you know, one and a half minute songs that would be a four minute song because it has the same verses and choruses. It's the same material. It's just done slowly. You know, there's, it's a slow moving record. So yeah. the same stuff takes longer to do. It reminded me of... Well, it's kind of like in punk rock, you go the other way. The same stuff sure. takes shorter to do, but it's kind of the same stuff. Well, are you familiar with Nels Klein? Of course. Of some of his... Yeah, yeah. He'll take things like that and develop them slowly. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He just sent me something. I think he's going on tour with Martin Medeski and Wood. Mm. Uh, and I think it's all improvised. It's not supposed to be mm. any tunes. But they are tunes. They're just in the moment. Sure. <laughs> There's a skill to that. Sure. And actually, I think there's ways of uh, making a hybrid out of that. For example, my first opera, Contemplating the Engine Room, he had never heard any of it. But I had written it all. So I would just play him the bass line, and he would come up with the guitar. In fact, we just did an album like that. I got a mix called uh, Shubunogi. And same thing, I could just play it for him, and you know that first take feel? Well, with Nels, it really is, because mm. he's just going for it with what he hears. You had it composed straight through. I had all the bass lines, all of it done. And then he's just playing <laughs> off of it. And then he just... So it's kind of a hybrid. One guy in. never heard any yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. One guy's got it all figured out. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't really have the other guy's parts figured out. He only has his part figured yeah. out. Yeah. So Nels is just bouncing off of this thing. Yeah. And... Uh, all the years of him doing improvisation has helped him of course. do that, you know? It's, it's quite a skill. Well, it, each helps the other. Composing helps the improvising, and improvising helps the, the writing, and, you know. It's, usually and you it's see, all on a spectrum, isn't it? Well, you know, what is, you see it where they're all improvising at once. Uh-huh. And I, I've done the side band game. They don't want you improvising. They, they want you trying things, but you come up with a part, you play it tight. Well, you're a bass player. And you get, it, you get it the first time, right? Because time is money and this. The whole side man thing's really a nightmare. You have to go in there, you have to hear the song, learn it, then come up, come up with a part, and then get a performance. Those three things. Why everybody's looking at you. It's the <laughs> biggest pressure cooker thing. And then you're trying to please somebody. You know, you know what's in their mind. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, a tough yeah, yeah. to do that for a living. I think once in a while it's okay because you should get into nightmares and <laughs> situations like that. But fuck, to do that yeah. all the time. Some people are cut out for that. That's yeah, their yeah. role. Yeah, you know, need, that's their. We need people doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, then, and then life is also about taking turns. So sometimes you play that role. Yeah. But man, if I had to do that 100%, whoa, <laughs> I'd be scared. <laughs> Somebody I got to play with from your recommendation last time when I was in your town was Stefan Gonzalez. Mm. And uh, he's got, he's playing with these guys called a humaniz Humanization Fortet. So let's play some of that. <laughs> Thank you. 
out for Pedro last music for the show. Yes, Stephen Gonzalez with the on the drums there. His brother on the double bass. Humanization Fortet. Is Luis Lopez on the guitar? Yeah, Luis Lopez. Luis Lopez, sorry. And then uh, Lopez, Barry and Ross with Cat Swim. <laughs> Not Can't Swim, but Cat Swim. Uh, Jibber Spoken in Tongues, a live bag theory. That's got Tony from Bell Rays now. I guess they used to be called Paper Bag Theory, but oh, now yeah. they're called Bag Theory. They're a band that never always improvises. Mm. And uh, finally, Swenson Klain from Canada with Queen Consumes Her Every Egg. And they don't say Bogart up there. I heard they say Humphrey. Oh. <laughs> so there's a variation of, of the fucking piece. So what, what's your next plans? Well, well you should explain. The ongoing thing you got now uh-huh. is mainly just the recording. Is that really a full-time band? Uh, well, you know, we have a, a plan all the time. Uh, but yeah, it's but improvising. Really it's improvising, yeah. Uh, you and know, I got, got the, the thing these are regular bands, though. These are regular bands. Regular bands, that, but you play in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not as committed 100. percent Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You got this project going, helping the kids in the school. Yeah, we got Nameless Sound in Houston, yeah. which is a nonprofit, and we present concerts, jazz, experimental music. We're bringing you and Kara. You and Kara are gonna go out and make it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And then we work with the kids. We yeah. work with the, in the homeless shelters, refugee kids, special yeah. needs kids, public schools. Yeah. We bring the artists into the schools. It's all hands on work. We see over 100 kids a week. Very busy. Yeah. You know, Brother Matt works with the school. Oh. They're kind of adult guys who go back and try to f- finish up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still, I, I love this, man, using arts and music. Yeah, yeah. Paintings, poems, as shit to you're doing. You're doing art, arts work with them. No, uh, you know, just trying to get, like, kids who are dropout path, uh, get them a diploma or a GD or yeah, both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like 16 yeah. to 18 years old. Yep. Working against the idea that people are trash and just thrown away. This is what we're doing. Yeah, there's more to we're go- test Fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucked this up. is what we're doing. What would be, you know, if a young person was to ask you about advice in music, what would you give them? I'd tell them to start doing it and to listen to as many different kinds of music as they could listen to. And, uh, you know, that, that, every, that all of these different styles, all of these different techniques... You know, whether it's inside, outside, formal, punk rock, these are all just tools, and they're all, it's all information, and they should just pursue them and get going on them and get with people, get with good people who are good at what they're doing. Go hear it. Do your own thing. That's get it. Get with people, but still do your own thing. Get with people and do your own and thing. And do your own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's some kind of like... Uh, yeah, learn and teach, yeah. you know? Learn and teach. Yeah, yeah. It's all autodidactic, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, that's what happened when we're making the music teaches us how to play the music, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's great. It's it's Montessori, you know? It's it's experiential. Yeah, it's learning through the senses. I think it's encapsulated in the in the product and the process. The knowing's in the doing. Mm Mm-hmm. I learned it from punk rock, really, you know? Start now. That's it. Well... Yeah, I learned a lot from that scene, too. Yeah. I'm very indebted. Try to keep the fucking aesthetics of it and ideals going. Well, thank you so much, Dave, for coming on the show. Yeah, this is Brother a Matt. real yeah, good thank time. You, thank yeah. you, Matt. Cool. Righteous to what? Always aiding in a bed. Cool. It's been <laughs> the uh, December 28, 2013 edition of the Waffle Pedro Show. 
the, the, the very last one for the yes, yes. 013, yeah, right? Yeah. So the mm -hmm. next time we talk to you, it'll be the 014. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you, you have a good time in SoCal here before you go back. And I'll see you in your time, man. I'll see you there, man. Everybody out there, keep your powder dry. <laughs> <laughs>